Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. everyone oh, welcome to adventure before dementia on this i've got to say a pretty lovely looking morning up here in the adelaide hills much better than the last <laughs> couple of days i've got to say but uh it's been shocking be look at that the birds are singing the sun is shining what a ripper morning and welcome to adventure before dementia with anita and mike and today we're going to talk about some things that a few people really don't understand and it's campground etiquette that's right. That's uh, doing the right thing. But just before we do that, a little bit of an intro into who we are, and that is Mike and Anita. We have done the dusty travel ourselves. <coughs> That's it, yep. Um, and we, we've done the big lap, done a lot of outback adventuring, and we bring that experience to the show. Uh, we also run a off-road camper trailer business in Mount Barker. Did you know we have Adelaide's largest range of Australian-made hybrid and hard-floor campers? Really? That's it. Wow. Pretty exciting. And rooftop tents. Oh, we've got the lot. (laughs) And uh, we also write a column for the Weekender Herald. That's right. We'll talk about that a bit later in the show. Yep. And uh, Caravan World. Anita writes a column for us. Well, we both do. Yep. It is, and it's a good read. Lots of good magazines out there and lots of information on the internet where you can also find us on Adventure Before Dementia 88.9 on Facebook. So if you like our page, we actually post lots of pictures of what we've been talking about on the radio. And you can also download our podcast from either SoundCloud or iTunes. Okay. Mm. And I'm getting there. We'll have that ripper ripper show we had last week with uh, with the um, variety variety bashers who uh, I think they're nearly finishing in a couple of days, but it's uh, been a bit wet and slippery for them, but lots of fun. That's it. That's just what adds to the experience. That's exactly right. But we might start off the show with a bit of Lord and green lights. So stay with us on Adventure Before Dementia here on eighty eight point nine. FM Hills Radio. Is that the voice of the Adelaide Hills? Oh, Lord. That, that, that is a good song, isn't it? It is. It's very... Uh... Catchy. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about camping etiquette this morning on the show. Oh, yeah. This is a touchy subject. Mm. And lots of people have their two cents to say about it, don't they? Yeah. And uh, different interpretations of what is what is right and what is perhaps not quite right. <laughs> Or wrong. <laughs> or just straight out wrong. Yeah. That's correct. Um, and probably probably the uh, one of the key things, well, imagine this. You're in the middle of the Simpson Desert. Uh, there's not oh. a soul ar- around. You put your campsite in between, you know, two large dunes. You're enjoying a little campfire and the lights of another vehicle come sweeping across the campsite <laughs> and someone comes in all that space and lands right next to you. Oh. Camping proximity. Yes, right, lands right on top of you. That's also like in um, caravan parks or national parks where there's designated areas 
and it's quite large and I've had a lot of stories from people saying, you know, they've parked under the trees right away from everyone where people wouldn't normally camp and then someone lands and camps right next to them just to sort of say, hey, how you going? Let me take over your conversation and let me eat your food or whatever. But it's I think it's more about particularly uh, where, when you're in the middle of nowhere, people are thinking, well, safety. If, um, yeah. if a dingo comes along or a bad man with yeah. a, you know, sometimes with an attitude or a bad right. lady as well. <laughs> you know, you've got to watch those ladies in the bush. Sometimes if ladies are travelling alone, they feel better if there's uh, people around. But... Uh, you know, they won't be on top of you. They might come over and say, hey, g'day, look, I'm travelling by myself. I'm just yep. just over there. Keep just, an eye on me. Yeah. Are, are you good people? Because <laughs> I'm a good person and I'm a little bit sort of, yeah, yep. worried about. Well, you don't want Wolf Creek happening while you're away, do you? Yeah, but you don't want to be thinking about Wolf Creek either. <laughs> Otherwise you never get to camp in the bush. No, and in case you don't know what Wolf Creek is... I've been malat- totally out as oh, well. Keep that right. totally out of your mind. Yep, creepy people coming up on you while you're camping. But yep. sometimes there's good things like uh, where we were camping and there was a couple of uh, backpackers all new to the camping experience. They yep. were English girls and we were in a designated campground. This was in Western Australia and it was a total oh, really? fire ban. Yep. And yet they started a fire. And we smelt the smoke and we had to go over and say, hey, ladies, you can't actually have one because it's total fire ban. Yep. And you could get a fine. And Anyway, they ended up coming over. We had a chat and we um, shared a bit of uh, Australian knowledge with them. Yep. Which was all new and quite daunting to them because they thought they could travel from Western Australia right down Walpole Way, even further down, to Darwin in... couple of days. <laughs> bom, bom. <laughs> I think uh, one of the most interesting stories was that they couldn't understand why their milk was going off in their esky. <laughs> they said, what is what is the story with these eskies? Uh, you know, our, our milk keeps going off. And they just said, you are putting ice in the esky, aren't you? I go, ice? No. <laughs> no one told us that. Oh, Another dear. bom, bom. <laughs> Oh dear, so they learn a bit. We helped them out as much as we could and that's the thing when people come and hire uh, those vans, camper vans and things that are backpackers, there's no manual that says about Australia Mm. and what you can expect. So, Well, there is, but it's, you know, quite large and no-one wants to read all that boring stuff. they're not given it when they hire a car and they don't do the research. They just think Europe... Australia is the size of Europe, you know, yeah. quite small, get everywhere in a half an hour. No. I think it, it, it also reinforces the fact of a shakedown trip, oh. that you shouldn't get your camping mm. equipment and just go out for the massive big trip straight away. You should do yeah. a couple of weekenders first, yep. get familiar with the gear. Yeah. Um, Make sure you're taking the right gear. That's it. And that everything's got two uses. That's mm-hmm. the golden rule, isn't yep. it? So you don't take too much junk. That's right. But there's, um, I remember another time when we were camping in the caravan park. At band camp? It was Christmas, so it was full on. It was packed out. The place was absolutely packed out. It was a caravan park in Byron Bay Way. And of course everyone goes to Byron Bay at Christmas, but we didn't have a choice. And the plots there, uh, these aren't the ones that you get buried in. These are the the sizes of the camping area. Unbelievable. Are smaller. (laughs) And so to get your camper in, they need to get their little tractor in to, you know, weave your camper trailer around because there just isn't room to back in. No. 
So, yeah, with a very compacted sites, people tend to put their guy ropes over into your area, which, of course, you don't oh. have any spare room because your site is small as well. No, nah, and these people had put their guide ropes under our hybrid. You couldn't walk past, and when you looked out the window, you could see straight into their camp or straight into their tent, mm. and it was just uncool, man. That was uncool. <laughs> oh, just that is my pet peeve is people... Just going over your line of it's camp like, area. It's like at the camping shows. Oh. Everyone wants to park. <laughs> Caravan companies, they always Boom. put their vans over the line. <laughs> What's the story, guys? Yeah. Don't those things work? People have to walk around and, yes. And then on top of that, you then have noise. Mm. Another big rule, especially in national parks, is noise. Mm-hmm. And shall we talk about that when we come back? Yep. Let's have a little bit more of... Oh, I'm, I'm really liking Jared James at the moment. This is an older album. It was out last year. And this is a great song called Give Me Something. And you're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio, the voice of the Adelaide Hills. And we're talking about campground etiquette. Oh, stress, mate. That's an impressive camper trailer. Where'd you get that? Mate, I bought it from the dirt off-road campers in Mount Barker. They specialise in Australian-made premium off-road campers designed to get you there and back in comfort and they're great to deal with too. Who are they, mate? The dirt off-road campers. They're 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker. Now that I've given you the dirt, I suggest you get to the dirt yourself. The dirt off-road campers. Check out the dirt. 4wd.com.au. Hills Radio Spot. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio with Anita and Mike until 9 o'clock this morning. We're talking about campground etiquette. That's right. It's what is the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. (laughs) Or the less right thing to do, as we mentioned earlier. It's the rules, mate. The rules. That's it. And they may not be written rules. They may be uh, what is your moral obligation to Mm. your fellow campers. Yeah. One of the key things uh, is noise. Believe it or not, noise does travel, particularly in the dead of night. So um, if you were, for example, to arrive at your destination late in the evening and uh, your first thing was to think, oh, I need a fire, I'm just going to pull out the chainsaw, (laughs) that would be the wrong thing to do. Yet it has happened. People just, their only interest is their own interest. And that is just, you know... Yes. Obviously wrong. That's right. There's also about having parties and things like that too. I mean, uh, we were at a national park on uh, New South Wales side again and it just happened to be schoolies week and we went into this campground which had a big blatant obvious sign saying, keep the noise down, this is for camping only. Anyway, ended up there was a big bash going right next to us of all these schoolies having a party and it was like, oh happening for quite a few nights and it was poor form. So we had to um, report it yep. because there were other campers uh, around that were feeling the same. So, And if you if that does happen, you do have to report it to the authorities because it's just misuse of the... It's very uncool for starters. That's right. And it's not what the national parks are for. So, yep. If you want to go and create a whole bunch of noise, go onto some private property yeah, yep. somewhere. That's right. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere, preferably. That's right. That's also why they've invented solar panels so that people don't use generators anymore because of the noise. And there's lots of places while we were travelling where generators were banned 
yeah, because of noise pollution. Becoming more and more... Um, yeah, it's... More, more frequent. Yeah, where that's the word. Thank you. <laughs> where, you know, national parks, generators aren't permitted, uh, Some even some privately owned uh, parks mm. and camper trailers are becoming more and more sophisticated yep. in their power use these days. Fridges are getting better, better insulation, therefore requires less power. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you don't really need air conditioner. And if you do, go into a caravan park and plug into the mains. That's it. But, yeah, I mean, generators are good for one thing, but it's the the weight that you got to carry around and also filling them up with petrol, the maintenance, yada, yada, yada. I think with the whole time we travelled around Australia, we used it... Mm, Couple of times. Couple of times. Mm. Yeah, we didn't really need it. No, no. And but we, noise. Mm, we got told off for the noise the air conditioner was making to the neighbours. Another thing, uh, though, even if you're camping in a caravan park, if you're ever if you're ever intrigued about how far noise can travel, just watch the caravan crowd come in at three o'clock. The first thing that they do put down their stabiliser legs, wind up the aerial of the TV and then go inside, lock the door and turn on the TV so you can hear it three blocks away. <sighs> Come on, people. Yep. Again, this happened to us in Perth. We were camped all very qu- quite closely together as we were restocking and repairing and whatnot and there was a guy behind us that had his uh, radio or TV on really loud watching the horsies. Yep. Ugh. Oh. Unfortunately, as we all grow older, our hearing <laughs> becomes a little more impaired and whether that's because we're listening to the television at loud volumes, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, yeah. Wear some headphones. That's it. Yeah. Sadly, um, that's why you need to get out and discover bush camping because, yeah. A, you can choose your own site yeah. uh, where there is you can't see a camper at all. Oh, no. And it's just... Uh, to be able to admire the natural beauty of the landscape without um, without the interference with anyone else is well, just quite that's, spectacular. That's the thing. You're going camping. What do you need a TV and radio for? You're there to listen to this. The birds. The birdies did, chose not to tweet, just no. as you said that. There we go. See? Natural bush sounds. And if you're near a little waterfall, you can hear the water running, your crackling of your bushfire. It's all about getting out and relaxing, getting away from mm. technology, isn't it? Each to your own, though, if that's what you like to do. Well, good on you. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but um, just consider others while yeah, you're camping. Yeah. And, yeah, think think of outside the box. Don't just think of yourself because these caravans aren't soundproof like this studio Mm -hmm. the walls are very thin and that sound goes out very easily now (laughs) if you are camping in the uh, bigger tourist spots around australia you'll be aware of these little uh, wiki wicked wicked campers oh wicked campers wicked campers little sort of combi like campers who have this uh, structure on the side of the vehicle called a sliding door. (laughs) So these people Mm. are commonly known as slammers because (laughs) to get the door shut, you have to slam it, which is so anytime they want to go for a pee in the middle of the night, you hear this and (laughs) as the the door gets opened and shut and similarly in the morning. So if you... you, uh, if you see anyone with one of these combi-style campers, just remember that you are going to be copying that. Well, it's not also that. Right it's not. also people with cars that are packing early to leave. Yep. 
they'll start the car and let it run for a while and then open door close and open and close the doors where it bangs you know early in the morning where you're there relaxing and just leave the door open, turn the motor on later when you're ready to leave. Yeah, it's that constant thumping of the doors oh. opening and closing. Yes. You know, people don't want to leave their interior light on. Well, you know, folks, go inside, turn the bloody thing off. <laughs> you know, leave the door slightly ajar to avoid that thumping of the door. It's just about if if you've got a brain, you go out camping, consider others that if you wouldn't want it done to yourself, don't do it to others. Just enjoy the outdoors and actually go up and chat to the people. We might get to know that they're really nice and that, you know, you can have a chat. That is the joy, I think, of camping, is sharing it with others, like-minded individuals. That's right, meeting lots of other people. Okay, we're talking about campground etiquette here on Adventure Before Dementia and we're getting stuck in this morning because there's things that really peeve us. and peeve a lot of other people. But let's go to another song and then some more words from our sponsors. Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. Ah, yes, you're here with Anita and Mike with Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. And we're talking about campground etiquette this morning, in case you didn't know, if you do go camping, there is an an unwritten law. That's right. A few rules about uh, having a bit of a respect for the environment and the people around you. Mm. It is not all about you. No. Believe it or not. (laughs) You might think it is. Yep. Another thing about noise was motorbikes too. Oh, don't start me. (laughs) Get it? Don't start me. Yeah. Anyway, motorbikes are great things. I mean, I've had uh, a number of motorbikes in my day, as I'm sure you have as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, when they circle around the camp for, you know, pretty much all the daylight oh. hours. Um, when it says you know, no motorbikes. Yeah. Mostly in the uh, Vic High Country, that is, isn't yeah, it? Yes, state forests. Uh, anyway, what have we got? What's next we, up? Oh, we've we got the glass going off. We are about... <laughs> oh, Here's a good one. <laughs> Here's a good one. What about bush toilets? <gasps> oh. OMG. <laughs> How many times have you gone to a bush camp and you've wandered not uh, 50 metres from a camp and you've <laughs> stumbled across an unburied turd <laughs> with a, just a, a little pile of uh, a little pile of toilet paper uh, just sitting on top? Even near the dump point or dump long drop. Um, there's even toilet paper around there. Or you're just going out and there's toilet paper floating around everywhere. That's it. Come it's like, on. Uh, it's like the confetti of the bush. Oh, and I'll tell you what, if you do go on Facebook and you're on a few campground um, pages and things like that, there are some ripper stories and some just shocking photos of what people have left behind and not thinking, oh, yeah, I'll be right. And it's not just a matter of digging a hole. There is a way you've got to... Dispose of the paper. That's right. And there's a really good little video of this uh, husband and wife team which we'll share on Adventure Before Dementia where they are venting on how to actually dispose of your disposing. That's it. The right way and the wrong way. That's right. And it is all about digging a hole, making your deposit and your toilet paper... 
you know, in your controlled environment, burn it so that it isn't paper anymore. Yeah. Um, because if you do bury your toilet paper, animals will come along and dig it up. And that's what causes it to blow around the landscape. That's right. And some people don't even do that much. And they think, oh, no, it'll break down. It doesn't. Yeah. Oh well, it will, but it'll take a long time. But in the meantime, it's it's flopping around the landscape with you know that's right human <coughs> excrement on it. So, so it's not exactly a health issue. In short, don't poop on Australia. That's it. L- look after Australia and and uh, preserve it for generations to come. Because yes, okay, it's biodegradable stuff, but toilet paper isn't. So yeah. We just have to carry a little bag. That's what I used to do, carry a little Ziploc bag, yep. put my paper in there after ladies do their thing, and then chuck it in the bin. Yep. How hard is it? It's not that hard. Yeah. Of course, uh, there are places that you can go, such as, you know, up around Gammon Ranges, you know, northern Kimberley, where you couldn't dig a hole to save your life. Oh. <laughs> so. There's even a place in uh, the Simpson Desert we tried digging a hole. And it was rock hard. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Nope. Oh, anyway, yes. Just hunt around. And if you can't do it close, then you've got to walk a bit to make your deposit. Or There are some products around, of course, so you don't have to dig a hole. You know, easy go now. Have a, um, what they call a poo powder. And uh, you can do your business into a bag, uh, pop a spoon of poo powder in there and it uh, encapsulates the product, deodorises it and essentially breaks it down to fluff and you just dispose of it with your other rubbish. That's it's phenomenal. regarded as a putrescible waste. Amazing products from America and a lot of the hunters in America use it mm-hmm. so that they don't damage the bush over there and it's now available here in Australia. So yep. what a great way to... We don't have to. You don't have to dig the hole. No. You don't have to burn the paper. It's just a. It's just an easy way. And the other thing is, is carry a portaloo. Yep. Yes, you do have the stinky chemicals, and then when you find a dump station, which there are apps now that help you find dump stations or dump points, where you dispose of your contents, because you can't just dump that in the bush either. Yep. Chemical toilets aren't really suited for remote travelling, though. For that reason, there's just no dump points. (laughs) So it's either dig a hole, people, or get uh, get a suitable product such as the Easy Go Now. And aren't dump points a lovely place to visit? What about those mm. uh, those larger campers with those macerator toilets oh, where yeah. they have to carry around a poo pipe with them? <laughs> you know, it's like that in that movie RV where the guy, you know, goes to the dump point and he's got to get his poo pipe out. And, yeah. He has an accident. That's it. So. <laughs> but there are awesome. also now, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later that we've got to take our grey and black water with mm-hmm. us. Yep. So that means your sink water, grey water, and black water means your toilet water. So, well, that essentially happens at the moment with most uh, yep. most inboard toilets with their cassette toilets. Yeah, but there's black no water. rule at the moment, but there will be because NZ's got that happening. Well, you can't they? drop your black water anywhere. No, you've got to go on a dump station. But grey water, you can, but they're saying that you're going to have to. Yep, that's uh, getting in aligned with the times. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, we're talking about campground etiquette. Oh, one quick thing before we finish off our next lot is there's also about if you do take your pets camping, mm-hmm. you got to control them, don't you? Put Absolutely. them on a lead. You don't let them run around. and. Not everyone's pet friendly. No, no. And 
it's it also goes for saying that same with children. Don't let your kids run around and run amok because some people aren't there to, you know... Mind your kids. That's right. You're, you're there to get away from it all, especially on school holiday time. So just control your kids. Don't just sort of think, oh, they'll be right. It's not fair on others. And I'm saying this is my point of view, that it really irks me when people just let their kids run amok when we're there trying to enjoy the peace and quiet. It's just common sense. You do that with your pets, do that with your kids. Yeah, kids can make a lot of noise as well as can uh, pets. And uh, if you don't like it, the easiest way is to just uh, pack up stumps and move somewhere where there isn't any. That's right. Song? We'll have a song, a bit of uh, Alex Lloyd now and Amazing. You're listening to, oh, I need a mic here on a bit of uh, a bit Adventure of... Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. Stay with us. You're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio and we're on until 9 o'clock this morning, Anita and Mike, that is. We're talking about campground etiquette. That's right. The unwritten law. The rules. Un- that's it. Real of rules. the bush. <laughs> Which brings us up to our next topic of leave no trace. So there should, shouldn't be any evidence that you were there at all. Yep. And that includes leaving cans in the, in the fireplace, oh, cans yeah. and bottles. That's another key beef of ours. Tins. Tins. People try and burn tins in the fire. They will burn, of course, particularly aluminium, but it's not not good for the environment at all. No, no. And look, if you bring the bloody things in, take the bloody things out. (laughs) It's not that hard. It won't really burn. You're always finding stuff in people's fires. Just, what's the point? You know, you can't burn it. You can't get any heat from it. Mm. Just chuck it in the bin, take it out. The rest of your rubbish. If you bring it in, take it out again. Get one of those wheel uh, bins Yep, spare uh, wheel. Spare wheel, yep. that's right. Spare wheel bin holder. Yep, and just chuck your rubbish in there. That's it. You've, you've always got a spare wheel on your car, for Forby or Hopefully. your camper trailer. And just whack one of those over there. They're pretty pretty good value for money. There's a lot of makes out there. Yep. And it's not only good for rubbish, it's good for your snatching straps and stuff like that. Your recovery yep. gear. That's it. And wet stuff. Yep. Or muddy stuff. <laughs> Indeed. So that's the that's the idea of rubbish. Do yeah. you, if you bring it in, to take it out. Mm. Other things you can do as as a responsible camper under the leave no trace is uh, regards to use of water. Like if mm. you're going to have a shower at the back of your camper, it's a bit uncool to create a muddy pool that someone else has to deal with uh, as the people that follow you. So why not uh, have a shower in a bucket? Yeah. And obviously not all the water will fall in the bucket, but a lot of it will. And then afterwards you can go and find a needy tree. (laughs) That's it. So rather than creating pools of mud in the campground, same with under under your sink. Make sure there's always Mm -hmm. a bucket there to collect the spent water. No one wants greasy water in the campground either. Mm -hmm. So again, Mm -hmm. uh, afterwards, once it's cooled down, go and find a needy tree. And then of course you can't dump that sort of water close to rivers or lakes. Mm -hmm. You've got to... There's a certain boundary where you've got to be away from the waterways so you don't contaminate their water. And, and for goodness sakes, do not go in the lakes or rivers and wash your hair or have a bath with soap and stuff. Bum, bum. That is a bum, bum. Did you know <laughs> it is not cool to leave a muddy pool? <laughs> Do you think that'll catch on? How long did you work on that one? Yeah, about Not two minutes. <laughs> Not cool to leave a muddy pool. So mm-hmm. think about that when you're camping in uh, anywhere, really, yep. next time. Yep. 
Uh, and perhaps another another comment is just to leave facilities as you found them. Yes. So if, let's just say, that you go to... Um, oh, the high country, one of the huts there. Yeah, or a, an area that has a barbecue. If you use the barbecue, oh, yeah. clean the plate afterwards. Yep. You know, don't leave it in a... You know, no, you know, yeah, that's that's a bit uncool. And like with the huts, if you, yeah, make sure the fire's out inside the hut, or yep. leave it tidy inside. Don't leave rubbish and papers around. And if you have arrived and there's a nice little stack of firewood, make sure that there's a nice little stack of firewood when you leave. So that way if someone is caught up mm. um, in a blizzard or bad weather, there is some, uh, there is some firewood then for them to start a fire and keep comfortable. Because those huts up in the high country in Victoria, they're, made, they're there and open to the public for hikers and things like that. That's right. And people that actually need the, need the um, facilities or mm-hmm. the cover, because they don't bring their own, like campers and four-wheel drivers do, tents and tents and camper trailers and whatnot. They need that shelter. That's it. Especially if it's snowing up there like it is at the moment. Brr. Yep, very cool. Yeah. That's why they call it the high country. It's very it's very high in the air, so yeah. alpine air. So if and you've cold. got a pet peeve that you don't like from people doing wrong things with campground etiquette, why not share it on our Facebook page, Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. Tell the world. That's it. Educate us. Please <laughs> educate us. That's right. And and uh, anything else, any of your camping trips, if you want to post them on our Facebook page uh, for everyone to see, do that because we love to see your photos and know what's going on. Or do you want to sort of tell a bit about our uh, Weekend Herald column? Oh, we can do that after the next song. All right then, fine. All that. <laughs> Oh, this is lovely, organised stuff here. Anyway, we'll be back after a bit of ganga jang and... This is Australia. That's right, it is our Australia, so don't wreck it. Don't mess it up. That's it. Make it good for everybody else. Keep it clean. And uh, abide by some simple camping etiquette rules. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So this week in the Weekend Herald... There was a great little <laughs> travelling yarn on the Karunji track. Oh, what's the, where's the Karunji track? Okay, that's northern Kimberley. Mm. So the most common uh, thoroughfare through the Kimberley is the that is the off-road route is the Gib River Road. Gib River. Uh, I think it's the great northern highway that sort of sweeps around further to mm, the yes. further to the west yep. for the caravan crowd. But if you're up for a, for an off-road adventure, it doesn't get any better than the Gib River Road. Mm. Gives you access to all those beautiful gorges, yep. um, those um, farm stays or what do you call stays, those? Station yep. stays, thank you. Yep. <laughs> and uh, really getting to admire mm. the natural landscape and uh, the beauty of that area. It's got to be on your bucket list. Yep. And to tempt you even more... There's a story in the Weekend Herald. That's it. So the Karunji track is a is a sort of it's a route off the main drag. It takes you around the Cockburn Ranges or the Coburn Ranges, depending which school you went to. It's amazing those um, ranges. Ooh. And essentially, they're those red tall escarpments that you can see in the background if you're going from south to north. In fact, the other ways as well. Um, round about the Pentecost River location. Mm. So you're skirting off the 
off the main road there and uh, really getting to see the ranges from uh, different perspectives. Yeah. Quite, quite a beautiful area. For a large part, the track runs off uh, the property of the El Cuestro st- station. So that's a, a stock station up there which has been beautifully set up to cater for campers, both with uh, a public and private campgrounds. Hop spot to visit. Beautiful. But where does this track start from and finish? It sort of starts from, well, it, it ends at the Pentecost River and it's... Starts at Wyndham? Yeah, roughly? sort of just out of Wyndham. Yeah, so. if you're going into Wyndham, there's a, it's really hard to find. There's no signs, there's no track most of the time, is it? Mm, you've got to follow the mud map that they give you at El Cuestro Station. Which is a good. Obviously, uh, you need a permit to do this track because it is on their property. Yeah. Um, although some part of it is public access routes. Yeah, so. some of it is, um, yeah, you're just driving blind and that you aren't really allowed to camp on those areas, but... You do just got to allow a full day for the whole drive. It's just amazing, yep. and it's a yep. must do when you're in up in uh, the Kimberley. Yep, beautiful spot. Highly recommend it. And you end up driving along the Pentecost, isn't it? And that's where there's all the little crockies. Yep. They come up and want to have a bit of a snappy, and there's people that can be down there. <laughs> but it's an amazing spot and a must visit. Oh, is that the time already? How oh, time gee. flies when you're having fun. That's it for us for this week of Adventure Before Dementia with Anita and Mike. Uh, Stay tuned for a couple of crazy guys, Cameron and David, with the Bricks and and Mortar Mortar Show. Show. Otherwise, have a great weekend. And if you are camping, consider others. And we'll see you next week for Adventure Before Dementia.